0: Hello, and welcome back to the Insane Transformation Podcast. You're here with Mike Irossi and...
1: Matt Wilson, and I'm angry.
0: <laughs> Matt and I just had a very heated discussion, and uh, Matt's very upset. He's going to take all that anger and that emotionality into the podcast. Mm. You can see it come out right now.
1: You can hear it in my voice. This is angry. Um, look, you know, a few weeks ago, Mike, you and I had a... a we, we just drew out of a hat a topic. Yep. Unfortunately, I'm not wearing a hat, but we're inundated with the word leadership. Leadership can solve everything. Leadership can take us to the World Series. It can take us to defeating COVID. It can take us to the moon. It can take us everywhere if you do this two-day course. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you can become a leader. Uh, you know, and so for me, if you Google the word leadership, And I'm making a statistic up, but 87% of statistics are made up anyway, okay?
0: 87.5,
1: isn't No, 87%. You should be a little bit more precise (laughs) with your made up statistics. (laughs) You know, if you Google leadership, you're probably (laughs) going to... Should I
0: literally Google it right now? No, Mike. Mike's actually trying to (laughs) write right on the screen.
1: Uh, No, look, you're going to come up with millions and millions and millions of hits. What on earth does all that mean? And what is this thing called leadership? Is it a noun? Is it a verb? It, can, can I go somewhere and get some leadership? You know, like go and order a half a kilo of leadership, please, because I want to be a better leader. Yep. And then sw-
0: swing through Bunnings on your way to get some cement as well. Are yeah.
1: you born with it? You know, in which case, you know, are there three wise people standing over your crib at some stage or do you develop it? Can you make yourself a good leader? Do I have to go and do a bunch of leadership mm. training? Mm. You know, and, and can everybody be a leader? And then this is the new thing. Everybody can be a leader if you do this course. You know, but so, does
0: everybody even want to be a leader? Well, but if
1: everybody's a leader, who's the follower? Well,
0: exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't think everybody wants to be a
1: leader. Yeah. So I, I'm angry and I want Mike to settle me down because you know, I don't want to go out and be angry especially on the drive home. But so
0: you're going to be a, an angry leader. I mean, you're going to lead with that anger, right? I mean, you're not going to follow someone with that anger.
1: Out of curiosity. Yeah. But, but most of my reports in the military said, I will follow, I will keep this person out of curiosity yeah. anyway. But, yeah, what does this mean to you? And, and what can possibly mean to people? You know, So I suppose to break that down, what is it? To, can you get better at it? Mm. Or, or what are the hallmarks without any of the fluff of a good person who is in a leadership position because they have to be.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Oof. I mean, uh, look, and I think we just need to be clear that this is definitely, again, one of these topics where uh, we're not sort of purporting to have all the answers here. I think this is more just a discussion and it's just something good to talk about and to think about and, and uh, you know, always happy to hear from other people too. I, we did uh, – actually, sorry, we should mention that before we jump into this because we did get quite a few questions – on the other podcasts, but um, you know, happy to hear from you guys as well because um, I think, in my case anyway, most of my listeners are definitely smarter than I am. So uh, maybe not so much you. That's Mike's mom, by the way. Anyway, no, and, and no, and she made sure she told me she was as well. But yeah. um, no, we, we let, let's let's start out with that first point. And I, I do this all the time. I'm like, well, number one, and then there never is a number two. It's because there's only one important thing to say. No. We got some feedback. We got some comments hmm. on imposter syndrome, Ooh. and a couple of the things we got. So maybe maybe I'll throw this to you because um, crying. <clears throat> get ready to get hit with this. This is going to come. Now, e- there were several emails that came in. Actually, there were several uh, messages I got, and in person when I ran into a few people, um, more feedback. A lot of people said, um, "I think I know someone." who is an imposter. I think I know who you're talking about. And what we actually got was people talking about imposters,
1: Mm. not
0: imposter syndrome and asking about how we deal with imposters. I just thought, wow, let, let me throw that back to you for a second because this is something that I really opened up a can of worms. Yes, you can have an imposter syndrome where you are kind of feeling like you're not up to snuff and you don't have the skills and the ability to do something and you're in an area where you're not comfortable. But what about actual imposters
1: you've caught me (laughs) i I surrender is oh my god there are men in black suits coming down from helicopters so are you saying literally the classic example and i can give personal examples where people have faked their way into the legal process no that is exactly it okay um i've had personal experience with that Mm. um not myself by the way my law degree is real um yeah where people and, and one case in in australia is extraordinary where the fake barrister mm. l- literally went to university but didn't enroll mm. in, in a lot of the classes Bizarre. yeah exactly it's a mental health issue basically okay. but then
0: is that is, is that for anybody that becomes uh you know that gets a law degree or is it
1: oh uh, no this gets better
0: i just meant the mental health thing
1: Oh, that's, that pretty, a, that's pretty funny. That was a joke. <laughs> yeah. Huh, huh, huh. yeah. Uh, okay. sorry, so, sorry to my so, friends who are lawyers so, out so there. So this, this person went to a graphic artist mm. with a friend's law degree and said, look, we're having a play. I need to have a... And it's about a lawyer, so I need a law degree. Can you put my name and copy that law degree? So she had on her wall, or he or she had on her, their wall in their chambers... Uh, in a major city in, in Australia, mm. and this is not 100 years ago. This is this is in my living memory. Yeah, and was an imposter, but knew enough to get by for about 14 months representing people in court. The other example that I that I know of is is you see what's called the military imposters kicking around, and they seem to come out on Anzac Day mm. or Veterans Day or whatever. And and I was marching in Anzac Day in a small. Um, Regional town in um, in Queensland, and there was the the habit and the tradition in Australia is where your relations medals on the right hand side. Mm-hmm. Well, now the imposter syndrome got to there was three Victoria Cross winners. Yeah, you know, it was my son, it was my brother, it was whatever. You know, mm-hmm. walking around with uh, so the imposters from a military perspective, usually pretty grandiose. That they don't want to be an imposter for a cook, you know, that never sure. went anywhere. They'll usually be, you know, a Navy SEAL, mm-hmm. Delta operator, and something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that that's extreme. But if you're thinking somebody at work is an imposter, who are you going to call? And how are you going to go? Because how do you know they're an imposter? Mm-hmm. And, and it, what's the clues? Mm-hmm. What's your responsibility to call somebody out? And I do have a view on a legislative responsibility, and I'll mm-hmm. come back to that after I hear your views. But what do you do if they're an imposter?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think this is quite hard. I mean, if someone you know, if someone is sitting in a senior role, mm. they're a director, they're a general manager. I mean, obviously they got appointed to that role. There's a reason they got appointed to that role, um, and it could be based on Again, those accolades or some projects that they claim to have done, which yep. didn't actually deliver. But I, um, I think it this actually comes down to a situation where I mean, you can't simply come right out and call the person an imposter. I mean, it just may simply be that they're just not weak in, a, or sorry, they're they're just a little bit weak in that specific domain, or they're you know they don't have the same strengths that you think they should have or believe they should have. Um, but there probably are things that they're really quite capable in or quite strong in. Um, I think where it becomes difficult is where someone is claiming to be an expert in, say, um, project management or running a project management office. And you clearly see that this person knows uh, absolutely nothing whatsoever. Again, uh, look, in these situations, uh, it's really tough. You can't necessarily go above their head. Sometimes there isn't anybody to go um, two but i think it just means that you need to sort of think about the organization that you're working with and uh, and again i always i really do believe to try to take the most positive route here and say look are there still things that i can learn from this person and just make a little a little barrier for yourself and say on this side of the fence i'm going to really weigh their decisions and their views quite low mm. until proven otherwise and on this side of the fence, I see things about this person that has really good strengths and good qualities and things like that that I can learn from. But I think you're not necessarily going to take a GM or a director or a head of or something and just oust them as an imposter. I think it's probably not going to happen.
1: It has happened. Oh, has it? Yeah, there okay. are examples of it, but that's the extreme end. But I'm wondering here, and this is going to sound a little bit weird, but what are the health and safety issues here? Mm. Because if they are an imposter... Uh, however we define that a- and there is a risk to health and safety and even if it's the mental health and safety of the people that they're working is do you mike comma mm. have an obligation to do something about that question mark
0: that is actually a really good question yeah i mean i think we do
1: well you actually do yeah, from I, a statutory I, yeah, perspective i think i think we do a, a safe workplace now that's mumbo jumbo quite mm. frankly what what else would I would do? Well, you, you, you know, if you're going to make an accusation, it's got to be based on the fact. Yeah. And there have been very senior people that have gone to jail because they did dodgy their CVs, and mm. they got, you know, they got through. And from a military perspective, there was a, there was a commander of an army reserve brigade in Australia that wasn't what he said he was, oh, okay. but people just believed it because he was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's a pity they didn't go and actually do all the things they said they would do. Mm. You know, today it's harder to do because there's far more um, focus on you know, social media and your profile, and that's worth another you know, podcast in itself, mm. uh, how people are weeded out. But they get through. And if they are an actual imposter, I think you're going to have to do something about it. Mm. I don't think that you can let that go to the keeper because what if someone gets killed as yeah, a result on a, on a project site, like on a construction site? Um, you know because they literally didn't mm. know when they're down at the marine offloading facility on Curtis Island mm. anything about what they were supposed to be doing when big bits of concrete are being put down and pile driven you know and you know so they in that case personal experience the person mm. literally made stuff up to yeah. get a job um, and then the angst was, or uh, how are we going to fire them? I said, well, promptly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? Because they lied, yeah. uh, and they may have committed a fraud because yes. they passed a false document. So I mean that I think we're also getting to the fact that the pers- as you're saying, might they might you might be looking at the perspective that they're an imposter because they're not doing it the way you're doing it, mm. or they're doing it in a way that's not quite right. Well, how do you? How? But the question there is, how do you then manage upwards? Yeah.
0: Well, I, I think, that, and that's a good point. Is you know the. The examples in my mind that I'm thinking of when you said that are I'm thinking of transactional environments where we're talking about selling X number of connections or or we're doing things, you know, we're not necessarily dealing with um, structural integrity and we're dealing with physical environments and cranes and that sort of thing. So in this case, you say, well, this manager, this executive failed to make a decision. Um, based on the internal rate of return or the ROI. So what's the impact? Well, the impact is actually to the shareholders, Mm. right? Because they are making decisions on behalf of the organization Mm. that is returning a substantially lower return on investment Mm. than to make an alternate decision.
1: And I'm just flicking through the the, the rules of this particular company, this this fiduciary responsibility thing that you've got there. So if we're talking then about a board well then there is a responsibility mm, to mm. cough up and say this person and again this has happened where the person on the board uh, or the cease where it weren't what they were supposed to be so I suppose there the the risk is what's the consequences the second and third order consequences is the retired couple in North Queensland going to suddenly become paupers and commit harm themselves because it's so bad because mm, you mm. Mike didn't say something about mm. that imposter. I don't know. I don't know what that's got to do with leadership, but it's a great...
0: It's a good point. No, I know that, like I said, there were several people that asked about that, so...
1: But it's upward. Some of that is, I think, is upward upward management yes. or peer management, you know. And, um, you know, are they an imposter in the real sense? Well, I think you've got to do something about that. Mm. If they're an imposter in your sense and that's how you view them, well, I think you still have to do something about that. But again, some of that is... Adult coaching up, and you know, you, you got to have the facts, mm. you can't just go and say you're fake, yeah, Mike. Yeah, because well, you may be, I don't know, I can't tell you, but you know, does that sort of is that going to help a little bit?
0: Yeah, no, that's good. So, hopefully, that answers the questions. For I know there's several, guys, several of you guys out there who asked about that, so there you go, straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak.
1: What were we talking about? Leadership.
0: Well, we were
1: talking about this thing called leadership. Yeah. yeah. What is it, Mike? What? And I suppose, again, to reveal what Mike and I's perspective. We come from a military background, so our views on leadership, well, you know, they're probably fairly set in concrete. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. That's just one view of leadership. I don't want to sort of put a military stamp on this. I want to just put a stamp on the word leadership. What does it mean, Mark?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, f- again, this and this is for me. This is always going to be a for me thing in, in inverted quotes or whatever. But um, it always comes down to when I think of good leaders, and I have a picture of good leaders in my mind, they are always confident. Mm-hmm. They are always competent. Mm-hmm. Those two things have always stood out to me as sort of the, the fundamental kind of mm-hmm. blocks of good leaders. But then at the same time, they're people that I um i i want to actually support and i'm I, you know i consider myself to be a leader as well and so i you know here
1: said, i am a self-appointed leader i've, I've of... just woken <laughs> up
0: what? yeah that's right no but you know so and then the question is you know as a leader do we need followers i think you can't really be a leader without followers but anyway so i think for me good leaders are people that i want to get behind and i and i actually want to support them in accomplishing whatever it is they're trying to accomplish and yep. i can kind of i can kind of cotton on to their motivation. And I think they're doing the, I believe in what they're doing. And, um, I think they have best interest in mind, uh, whatever that interest is. And, um, and yeah, and it really, again, they're, they're good at what they do and they're confident about what they now. Now, and I'll take that point about confidence for a second, because being caught and this goes to this point we talked about before about, I don't know, you can be confident and still not know Mm. Right. Because you, you have a mechanism or desire to learn. And I, I think a lot of the leaders actually are quite humble. And they will usually surround themselves by people who know a hell of a lot more than they do mm. in certain areas. So I think the best leaders are actually the people that look to the people that support them and say, Mike, I'm really, really weak here what do you think about this and this and this? And I'll say, I think we should do X, yeah. Y, and Z, and here's why. And then the leaders can take those information, that information and act on it. Mm. So for me, really competence and confidence are two of the things that come to mind when I think of great leaders.
1: Yeah, so that um, surrounding yourself with people who are smarter than you. Um, yeah, there's a couple of examples that spring to mind. One's Richard Branson. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you read into his career. There have been times when he has surrounded himself with people who are actually smarter and better looking than him. Sorry, Richard, Uh, Sir Richard. Um, The other one is uh, General Norman Schwarzkopf. Mm. Uh, um, You look at the guy and you think, put a helmet on him, he's probably going to be a linebacker or whatever they do and run into brick walls. um, What I've read about him was he, he knew his... Limitations Mm. in in terms of what he was doing, and the person that I've had experience with personally is uh, the current Governor General of Australia. You know, Sir Peter Cosgrove Mm. again surrounded himself with people that were really smart. How how courageous do you have to be to surround yourself as a quote leader unquote with people that are smarter than you? And what's the danger Mm. to your to your self ego, to your self worth?
0: Yeah, well, that's a good question. I mean, I think if you have a frail self-ego and if you have low self-esteem and if you're worried about that sort of thing, then you're, you're always going to see that as a threat, right? You, you're mm-hmm. not going to surround yourself by those types of people. Um, if, however, you're open to learning, you're open to development, and you just accept the fact that there are people that are better than you in certain areas, and you especially you seek those people out. I mean, I think traditionally people that go after mentors, those are the kind of open-minded people that say, look, there is an area for, for improvement here. And I accept the fact that this person knows more than me. And them knowing more than me doesn't make me any less of a person. Mm. It's actually okay. Mm-hmm. So in terms of being courageous, I think, again, it's, it's about just being open to the fact that and accepting of the fact that you don't know everything and you don't have to. I mean, what was it? I think it was Dale Carnegie that said it was about about finding the smartest people within certain areas and just surrounding himself by those people to inform all of his decision making. Mm. And he was constantly getting questioned on certain things, but the point was he didn't need to know because he brought in the best people that did know.
1: Okay, there's, uh, I've been playing buzzword bingo. I'm going to come back to that in a moment, yeah. <laughs> but I suppose there with Dale Carnegie or the the hypothetical person there yep. is the, port, the important thing is that they are capable of making a decision yes there's no point surrounding yourself with geniuses is if all you do is pay genius loop you know yeah. But sooner or later the buck stops with you as you know general eisenhower, but, but, the president eisenhower said
0: but do you think someone's going to surround themselves by those people if they're not planning on making a decision i mean why, why else would you put yourself in a room with the smartest people in the world just to create an echo chamber so you could hear it or
1: yep Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, however smart you are, at the end of the day, uh, one of the hallmarks, I think, of a, of a leader is a person who can make decisions. But you used a word that fascinates me, mentor. Yes. What? what what's? Take me through that, and how does that relate to leadership?
0: Yeah. Well, that's actually a good question. Um, well, they're all good questions. Yeah. <laughs> Any question you ask, Matt, is a perfect question. Thank you. That's great feedback. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. So I think we'll take that idea about mentorship for a second. I think for me, uh, it's about saying, look, there's an area that I'm weak in that I'd like to develop in. Mm. And that this is something I I really do live by this. I don't, I don't know where I got this from. Again, it was probably something my dad beat me on the head with, but actually I think it was, it was about finding the the person, That's
1: that's
0: a (laughs) find the person who's best at something and kind of do what they do. But, you know, I'll take, um, I'll, I'll just rattle off a few of, of my mentors actually. So when I, when I started doing, uh, getting into design of experiments, so this is when I was looking at uh, Lean Six Sigma Black Belt training. This is like 13, 14 years ago now. Um, I struggled in stats. Mm. <laughs> a a yeah. surprise. I actually did quite well in uni, but then when you put it into the real world, it's not the same, right? And so I knew I was quite weak, and I I went around and I found a mentor, um, Davis Bellastracci. Davis Bellastracci is absolutely brilliant. He's got a book called um, Data Sanity, which was Fantastic for me, but and and he charged me a pretty healthy hourly rate to sit down and coach me and mentor me and help improve my stats. And it was it wasn't about um, use this chart when you're in this situation. It was talking about the thinking behind what are you using data for? Why mm. are you using data in that way? Mm. What is it you're trying to accomplish? And then thinking through really what I would call kind of the higher order thinking. And I and from that perspective, I'm getting the mentoring around. Shaping the thinking. Right. And again, dealing with um, being this is a good example between novel um, and meaningful learning. Right. Novel learning is I use an IMR chart or an an X bar R chart in a certain situation. And that's all I can do. Meaningful learning is I know what type of data I need Mm. to get. I know how to stratify that data to get the outcome I want. And then whatever chart I use falls out of that. So Davis Belastracchi was one. Um, Valerie Suchkov was another one. Valerie Suchkov is is actually um, brilliant in TRIZ and systematic innovation. And and again, it was about, I wanna get better at understanding TRIZ. I wanna get better at understanding systematic innovation and how I develop there. And so I I sought out people that, as far as I could tell, were some of the smartest people and the best people in the world. Uh, uh, Mark Graham Brown is another one, balanced scorecards. I mean, he's absolutely brilliant. Um, and all of my influence on balanced scorecards, or at least 99% of it has come from Mark Graham Brown. So go back to this idea about leadership is I tried to surround myself by people who are really, really smart, really, really educated and very strong in those domains so that I could bring that knowledge in to again, help me make informed decisions and help me be more competent Mm. and confident about the things that I was dealing with. You take again, Davis Bellastracci, I was weak in stats. I consider myself to be fairly strong in stats now. Um, same thing with systematic innovation in TRIZ, pretty strong there. Balanced scorecards, I think I'm really strong in balanced scorecards and it's because I developed competence through the coaching and the mentoring of Mark Graham Brown. Um, so th- those are just some examples. But again, if if I sat down with Mark and I was looking at setting up um, you, you know, uh, a balanced scorecard and we wanted to bring innovation onto that balanced scorecard and Mark said, you need to do something a little bit differently and here's why. I'm still going to divert to Mark, right? Mm. Because I think Mark is one of the top experts um, in the industry or in the world in balance scorecards. Does that sort of answer your question? Kind of my own journey for seeking yeah, out mentors it, and what it, I...
1: It, it does. Uh, and interesting, it links back to a podcast that we did on self-efficacy mm. you know, because you're talking there about mastery. You've sought out masters in your journey and also the vicarious learning. You've yep. gone and seen the masters. So that's a nice um, you know, prequel to mm. the episode about self-efficacy. But... And I suppose one of the things with mentors is that people see them in some ways for for all the wrong reasons. Mentors, um, I think, are there, as you've said, as a sounding board. Um, a good mentor will provide advice and an answer if it's necessary. Mm. But they're there to challenge you and test you using their experience. Mm. Because if you want to coach well, a coach will coach you, mm-hmm. a mentor will mentor you. And, and obviously people can do um, uh, you know, the same in one hat. You don't have to take your hat off to do it. But a really good mentor is somebody that uh, has been there and done that and all the examples of the people that you've given have definitely been there and mm-hmm. done that. And they, and they want to, for whatever reason, to pass that on. So I suppose one of the things that's really good about a mentorship and leadership perspective is that become a mentor mm. if you want to be a leader you know one of the things that really strengthens people is actually becoming a mentor at in whatever level you are in the leadership pipeline mm. uh, what how could that crazy idea work mark if i haven't mark who, who's where's mark oh hi mark, <laughs> mark! hey mark uh you know <laughs> mike you know so why would i be saying from a leadership perspective becoming a mentor mm. is going to make you a better leader why would i have that stupid idea
0: uh, I- I'm just guessing here. I'm hypothesizing. As always. As always. It's always an untested hypothesis until proven otherwise. But is it, is it the same? I'm, I'm just thinking about my experience with Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Again, I'm going back to that. When you start to teach and you start to educate and you start to answer other people's questions and think about the struggles that they're on, it actually improves your jiu jitsu. Mm. And I think and I'm I'm thinking about leadership here and I think it's probably very similar because you're getting a different angle but it's also it's kind of flashing the light back on yourself and mm. you're looking at how you can actually improve to be better for this person at the same time you're helping that person be better. Yeah. That's kind of what's coming to my mind. What do
1: you think? Uh, well to me that's exactly it. You know, it's the shining the light uh, and that's a good thing because when you shine the light in the kitchen, a lot of cockroaches run out. So, you know, it's a good thing. And you have to. People's BS meters are pretty high. Mm. You know, if you if you're just fluffing it and making it up, and from a mental perspective, um, you know, your cachet and your social reputation is going to become pretty terrible. But. Mm. Um, if you are an honest mentor and and say, well, we're in this journey together, I actually don't know, but let's find out. you know, Or, yes, I do know the answer. Mm. And yes, um, I I knew we had this mentorship meeting coming up and I did a little bit of my own homework. Mm. I improved myself. Um, I've been able to uh, make decisions in a mentoring perspective. Uh, I've been able to help people with their career. There's so many, just building on what you're saying, so many opportunities in a mentorship role for a, um, a a leader who's growing, that you're not going to get in a leadership course anywhere. Mm, yeah. You're going to get it um, for real, you know. And, and so it's it's a non of it. It is also there's some obligations on like you need to be confident and competent mm. in what you're being asked to mentor on. Uh, so that I mean, and we can talk about mentor programs later, but I think that's you know gets gets us, gets me out of that 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 dead end. Um, it's my dead end, by the way. <laughs> so, leadership. Um, are you a born leader, Mike, or can you, if you're a bad leader and you get that feedback and you're thinking about self-efficacy, you know, Matt, you're the worst leader. At, oh, you've read you read my military reports. Yeah, I've got you dusted. So yeah. Right so, here. if you're a bad leader and you get that. Um, clarion call through lots of feedback mm-hmm. and you are you've been coached into self-awareness and you go yeah peter principle i've made it as far mm-hmm. as i can possibly mm-hmm. go or leadership pipeline i'm at a plateau i need to go a bit further can you improve yeah yeah but
0: who's determining whether or not you're a good or bad leader
1: this the feedback it's the let's just say that the question for me is is not the science of the feedback is my i suppose my question is can you take yourself from a position of suboptimal leadership and improve? Or is it just a life sentence, you're a terrible leader, give up and go back to the, you know, putting um, nuts on screws on the factory floor. Yeah, but
0: let's go, go back to that point for a second. So, so if I storm the beach and I take the beach, mm-hmm. I've taken the beach. As far as I'm concerned, I'm a successful leader. Hopefully it's the right beach. Right, but okay, well let's, let's assume it's the right beach, but I've taken 80% casualties as a result. But I took the beach, am I successful? right yeah. and, and, and my guys would say no that's re- I mean that's just way too high that's unacceptable but so so at what point do I get so if I if, if I have to look externally to get the mirror to get the feedback then again who's like I, I could I can just as easily look to my superiors and my superiors can say you're doing a great job and I can say fantastic I'm a great leader but then I can look to my team and my team can say mate that's just not wor- you're shit you're not mm. I want to transfer this team
1: guys are still a whole <laughs> So and and you see attrition in plenty of civilian places where yep. people vote about your leadership and go yes and you look at high turnover places you know if, if you look at the you know the great place to work you know, surveys sure. and like the places at the top the places at the bottom people leave and part of that reason is not necessarily toxic leadership but but suboptimal leadership mm. and you know in the interests of being dogmatic and I am dogmatic. <laughs> can you make yourself a better leader so i've given i've given the hypothetical leader here the the feedback you know, your leadership is lacking however that's described mm-hmm. and however that is obtained the question, I suppose, is a simple one. Can that person make themselves a better leader, or is that it for them?
0: Yeah, I, I know. I, I, I still want to. I, I'm not letting you get away from this just yet. No, the other uh, eighty
1: the eighty percent Good job, no, Mike. No, here's but, a medal. But <laughs> I, I
0: guess what I guess what I'm saying is before you even uh, you're gonna this is <laughs> I'm gonna drive Matt crazy right now. Um, before you even get to that point, you, I guess what I'm saying is where where is the prime mover? Where is the first causal attribute in that? And I and I guess what I'm saying is, before you start to look at yourself, and I think yes, you can look at yourself. I guess what I'm saying is you need to position the mirror or the microscope in a way that you're not only getting feedback from the top. You've got to take feedback oh, yeah. from the team as well. Yep. So you so so in that is, I think, probably the hardest thing. Yeah. Because as humans, as human beings, and if I think about this human performance and everything...
1: At least one of us in the room fits w- <laughs> that category, yeah. Um,
0: we we want to go where it feels nice and warm, and we want to sit in the sun, and we want to hear all the praise and everything, yeah. right? We don't want to get back down in the in the muck and the mud and hear our team telling us how terrible and useless this is and, oh, you made a terrible decision. But anyway, I guess what I'm saying there first is you've got to take it from both sides. You've got to look honestly at the feedback you're getting from the team, which is could be unpleasant, or it could be unpleasant from the boss. If it's unpleasant from the boss, you're getting moved on. So you know you yeah. weren't a good leader, right? Assuming there is a boss or the people who voted you yeah. in or whatever. But if it's coming from the people, what you're going to see is a mass exodus of your staff. Yeah. And that actually reminds me, I saw one organization, we actually put this into a control chart. It was the highest turnover I'd ever seen from an organization because the leadership was shocking mm. and there wasn't anyone to, to oust the leadership eventually they did get ousted um, for for various reasons but mm. they could not you know you look on glass door and you look at the responses that people are leaving they could not fill the roles because no one wanted to come in and work mm. and so you know they would lose 10 20 people a week and this is not uh, a massive company anyway so Long, long way of saying yeah. I think firstly you got to be open to both sides, up and down, mm-hmm. and then you got to look down, and maybe it's not down, it's to the left or the right to your guys. I'm not saying you're above your your team, um, and then you can start to think about okay, how do I do this? All right, so now, are, are we in agreement? What? <laughs> Matt's mind is blown he's, he's got toothpicks in his I'm, eyelids he's I, I'm like, still on the beach what are we even talking about what is this podcast about
1: so I, I'm what still on the beach the uh, with the 20% of us who survived so I think to what you're saying there that uh, feedback needs to be 720 not just 360 you know so you need the feedback from left and right to peers
0: yep your team
1: your boss and yourself and feedback to the others as well about that and, th- and let's just say I'm sort of going to go in my high I'm dogmatic can you take that that feedback um, and you've identified some problems can you get better it's a simple question
0: and the answer is only if you want to get better
1: self-efficacy <laughs> So, have you seen examples of where people have improved? Like, you know, I've seen terrible public speakers. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, if you're the face of a company, for example, yep. you have to be a good speaker. Mm-hmm. I've seen people improve there. I've seen people, uh, leaders, and worked with leaders who could not give feedback mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of the time and the sun. and they want, Everyone wants to be Disneyland dad instead of a till of the mum. Yep. You know, they want to be... Yep. You know they want to be loved mm-hmm. oh, because it's a popularity competition, mm-hmm. and they couldn't get feedback. They would literally get sick yeah. of trying to get feedback because they knew that the feedback, you know, is going to be crap anyway. Um, but it you know, may or may not lead to to uh, financial incentives and bonuses. Mm-hmm. You know, so they give distorted feedback. The American Army, I understand, if you don't get you know triple gold stars, you know, you're going to get posted to I don't know Australia or somewhere <laughs> terrible. Uh, you know, so the feedback becomes inflated. Mm-hmm. Can you get better at that? Can you get better at doing something?
0: So, so the question really here is: Is leadership learned? Is good leadership learned? Oh, I think so. Hey. <laughs> look, I mean, that's a question.
1: Yeah, look, a
0: hundred percent. I mean, I, I think it's. Well, it, it, this gets us to the core of the question, right? What is leadership? And, I, and now we're just thinking about attributes, and we're thinking about the features of those specific attributes. So again. In that case, we should say you take public speaking, giving feedback. Giving feedback is one thing that you can improve along developing competence in a domain, uh, along with becoming confident, right? So as you develop competence, you gain confidence. Mm. And those things are things that you can improve. And so it, by I mean by right then, you should be able to, as you increase your competence yeah. and your confidence and all the other attributes that you value in a good leader. So that,
1: that are your three, your three hallmarks of a...
0: Well, really, it's two for me, but it's competent. competent Yeah, it's
1: supportive as well. I I took notes. No, that's fine. So um, in that case, your person there can actually take steps, probably coaching steps to become better. And what's coming to mind there in that sort of, those instances is strange enough is sports psychology
0: mm. strangely
1: enough mm. and this is going to sound a little bit crazy but there are plenty of tools that sports psychologists use to help top athletes do things mm-hmm. uh, again polvo um, shoot clay pigeons ride um, fantastic show jumping you know and then it comes down to mental imagery and it comes down to that preparation so um Yes, you can become better at some of those attributes and mm-hmm. skills by using some of those coaching techniques that get you ready uh, and get you to do some of your own 10,000 hours before you actually step out on the stage to launch the new product that if it's a dud launch, you know, it's not necessarily going to kill the product. But if it's full of ums and ahs and it's mm-hmm, not, mm-hmm. it's not a pitch, it's actually a puke. Yep. Um, you know so that the, so if you're in that situation as a potential leader well there's plenty of things you can do that are simple well not necessarily um, well they are simple actually mental imagery exercises to mm-hmm. get ready for those things so I, I suppose what i'm saying is that you can either learn it from a book you can learn it from a coach you can learn it from your mentor you can learn it by looking at at at, at, at good leaders and, and there are a few around i think
0: you, you can you can probably just learn it by yourself as well. I mean, you can just sit there and reflect. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm just thinking about sometimes we don't. So, some sometimes to seek out a mentor or coach. Uh, sometimes you, there's situations where you really can't do that. But what you can do is you can sit there and you can go into that sort of introspection and you can analyze yourself. Uh, Again, it's not giving you a full 4D or 360 degree Mm. or 720 degree view. But, and again, and the issue I have with books, I think books are okay.
1: Especially Mike's book.
0: Especially (laughs) Mike's book. Soon to be out. Uh, (laughs) See the bookshelves here at the end of March. No, no, I really am working on a book and that's going to be due out soon. But one of the issues I have with books is that it depends what domain we're talking about, but sometimes they're just the books are rubbish and you can't read a thousand books to find a good book. And the the information may not be what you need it to be. And so sometimes you just have to learn through trial and error. And sometimes, again, this is why you need some people that maybe aren't domain specific. But again, if you can't seek out a mentor, this is a bit of an issue. And maybe you just have to write a good journal, or, you know, keep some good journal entries to work through this yourself. But you've got to do a bit of self-discovery on it. And sometimes that's actually one of the best places to start.
1: Yep. Well, it is the first place to start, I think. There is no point in me rocking up to a mentor and saying, heal me, physician. What? Mm, mm. You know, you, I think you would need, like any other change, because it's about personal change, you've got to go with a story mm. you know, about what it's about. You know, if you could look at, um, you know, uh, Transformational change, you, know, you mm. know, there's that that stage where you go, well, actually, I know, I'm, I need to yes. do something about it. Well, then, what are, what's the data? Mm. I'm not talking about data in the sense of you know statistics. What what if what can you show me? Mm-hmm. You've come to me and asked me for a leader. What can you give me some examples? Yeah, and if you haven't done that, well, you're not ready. Mm. So, you, but self reflection itself is also frightening to people. Mm. because, you know, what is behind the curtain when you do the self-reflection. So, again, that's not something that that you can, uh, I suppose, master overnight. Some people could. Yep. But that takes a little while to then become a self-coach. But remember, you're probably either going to be your biggest fan but more likely to be your biggest critic. So then you're still going to have to get feedback from somewhere. Yeah, even if it's just from a peer, Mm. you're actually not the worst in the world. There's probably two other people in the world, but you know you're in the top five of the bottom 500, which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so the self-reflection and the self-awareness is a key to good leadership, I think. So, so go go back. Sorry, it's a key to good leadership. Yeah. So if you are not, if if you want to become a leader and you cannot be self-aware and you cannot understand that some of the things that you're doing i think that need to be improved you're just going to be you may be in a leadership position just by appointment mm-hmm. you've got leader written on the door that's fantastic doesn't make you a good leader
0: yeah so go, go back to your points about what you think a good leader is or a good leader does
1: look your your view look i i, I share i share the the to a limited degree the competence, but for me one of the things that I like to see from from, from people in positions that have to um, be a leader is decision-making mm-hmm. um, and making a decision not to make a decision is a mm-hmm. decision. So decision-making, I think, is key to any leadership position because people are looking to you for a decision not to pass the buck down or arm. That's one thing. And the other thing I like to see in people is is be a human. Mm. You know, don't be what you think the aspirational leader looks like from, you know, watching um, some TED Talk or, or whatever. Take take it for what it's worth. But mm. be a human. Be, and I hate the word, of, you know, the, the buzzword bingo or fennec. Yay, <laughs> if we've got another one. But be be human, you know, be be Mike. Mm. Um there are limits. To that do not come to work in your PJs with toast in the morning. But and the uh, and you know the other thing is be 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 a nice person. Mm. Don't be a jerk.
0: Mm. But know, what, but what if you are a jerk?
1: You can work on that. You know, yeah, if you're yeah. a jerk and you're told that mm. time and time again, there is certainly it's one of those fake it until you can make it. Um, what? Yeah, why are you being a jerk? Now that would be that some of the hardest feedback to deal with, you know. That would be, hey, Mike, you're actually being a jerk here, mm-hmm. and here's the facts. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that the people were. Thinking. I thought they thought my my witty banter, and I've been giving this feedback, you know, in a team setting, is actually off-putting. What do you mm-hmm. mean? I thought I was the funniest person in the room. Well, you are to yourself, but yeah, to, you yeah. know, so hard feedback to take. But I think if you can master that. In that situation, you're just a jerk mm-hmm. and you can work on that to the extent that you're not loved but you're still polite. Mm-hmm. That would be a massive improvement in terms mm. of the leadership and a, self, a self-discovery and a journey from that. How hard would that be? But you can do it. Mm. But what do you got to get? You've got to get feedback. You've got to be brave enough to read the feedback and not ignore it because, oh, they're all idiots, they're a bunch of jerks. Well, the person saying that, is nine times out of ten a jerk, mm. you know? And then do something about it. Well, what can I do? I well, ask, go and ask your coach or ask your mentor what you can do to mm. improve your jerkedness.
0: Yeah, I I don't know if anyone else hears the rooster outside, but I think I'm going to go get it and bring it in here. What a my, jerk! Put it in my lap <laughs> and do the rest of the podcast with a with a with a rooster on my lap. Wow. So you're you're really stressing this idea that the person needs. A good leader is liked.
1: No, I'm not. They're polite and they're courteous.
0: But okay, so so you're not a jerk. You're cur- but yeah. I, I guess I don't I don't favor you. You know, I, either way, I just but but will I but, follow you? I mean, but, w- but I'm
1: competent. Yeah, and I'm confident. Yeah, and I'm not necessarily going to win Disneyland Dad awards. Yeah, but I'm courteous. Yeah. So if I'm competent. Confident Mm. and courteous, Mm. but you know I'm not coming around giving out you know false praise every ten minutes. But you know when when the praise is comes from you, it's holy holy crap. You know if Mike says that's good, that's Mm. really good. Yeah, but he's been polite. You know that's not liked. Mm. You you might become liked for that, and that's okay. But I'm not taking it to the extreme where it's not a popularity competition. Mm. You know you. Even in any team, you know, if, if you seek to be the most popular person in the room, I don't think you're doing the right job because you won't be able to make good decisions. Yeah, Because you're going to be favouring people in the team, you're going to be reluctant to lose that tag of being, oh, he's really like, he's a really popular guy. Mm. Well, push comes to shove, you might need to make a decision about redundancies. Mm. Or some other, you know. Um, recently had you know a situation where people had to, you know, forced moves to the region mm-hmm. in, um, you know, in, in a state in Australia. Well, it's a tough decision.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you've got to be able to make that decision. But I think if you've armed yourself with popularity, it's going to make that decision a a shock and be hard to make. Mm-hmm. You know. So I think being liked. Is different in my mind to being courteous mm-hmm. and being and being polite, mm-hmm. and you know, and I think that is better than being a jerk. Yeah, yeah. Thoughts? No, you
0: no. Know, I think that's interesting. So maybe it's not like maybe it's respected. I didn't really, and, and you didn't really hit on charisma as well. So charisma is not even a big thing really for you. Well,
1: look, break glass in case of fire. Yeah. So what's the hallmark of a charismatic leader besides yourself you know what does it look like
0: yeah I, well, I, I don't look at anyone else other than myself i just have a mirror in front of me and uh, i just and ladies
1: and gentlemen <laughs> that's the charismatic leader so i mean, I'm
0: narcissistic and i just i love myself so much there's no one else to love i don't so, have enough so, love to Yeah. Hear.
1: so do you want do you really want a charismatic leader all the time when do you want a charismatic leader
0: well, I think you're coming into a difficult decision. You're trying to mobilize people. You're trying to get people behind you. Yeah. I think that charisma helps. Other times, I guess, it probably doesn't matter from sort of day to day decision making. Yeah.
1: So there is some, and I I don't have it on me because we. Don't, Why not? That's we don't, unacceptable. We don't do we don't do books. I um, yeah. no, an, an overabundance of charisma, like yeah. all. Attributes and traits can become a derailer. Mm. Yeah, and by derailer, you know, you and I understand that. But mm. that's, that's that's where too much of a good thing, like sugar's great. Mm. But too much sugar is going to give you a tooth decay, mm-hmm. which will lead to you know, other things. So I think an overabundance of anything. So if you just had that charismatic kook who's always go go go, go always I'm too busy, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, hey guys, you're doing a great job, mm. uh, and just running around, uh, flapping their gums or their wings or whatever so um, I sort of tend to think that charisma has its place for mm. example the building is on fire I suggest that we don't have a meeting about that I'm being charismatic and running at the door yeah. and, you know, follow me or some other emergency but I think I think it's like all things too much it's just going to look like this person's a, a, this person's just completely shallow Yeah. and I've worked for that person um, no I haven't actually I've heard about that person yeah. Sure. Yeah. Can you edit that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, edit it. No, we're going to leave
0: that in because I want yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, you can see it's false, Yeah, you know, because as you pointed, out, it usually comes back to them.
0: Yep. And so you hit on confidence. You hit on confidence. We're in agreement there. You.
1: You don't you, like the, the polite code. I you hate like the, that.
0: No, I hate that. But in the the, in the human bit, and I guess this goes back to saying, but can it be learned? Can it be improved? How do you improve on being a human? Mm-hmm. how do you improve on being real
1: well there's probably some lessons there mm. that you could take Mike.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i just fell out of my chair yeah.
1: um well it, it's it's uh, through the stages yeah. of life like i'm now in my late 50s the, the human that i am today is very different to the human that entered the military in the, when i was 19 or something mm-hmm. so you can either progress or you can regress mm-hmm. you know so that being human besides being a really good Um, science fiction show well you know it's it's about um what stage you're at in life and what have you done and 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 what are you aware of and and you know what are you uh, do you know your strengths do you know your weaknesses Mm -hmm. do you know when you can call on other humans to help you with problems you know and and early on in your career there's probably going to be some blanks to fill in there Mm -hmm. and that's okay but later on in your career you'd probably want to have as a human a number of traits that are positive you guys still have some negative traits let's face it everyone has a bad day at the mm-hmm, office mm-hmm. you can't be perfect all the time but you have a why bad not? day well because you're human unlike you so when you have a bad day what does it the, the human do the next day they apologize even if it's not necessary sure. hey i've had a bad day yesterday like, i'm really sorry and this is why i'm giving you a glimpse of why you mm. know and so the team goes oh, actually yeah he was a jerk yesterday but we we forgive him yeah um so i think you can develop the traits over time um, that make you more of a human mm. maybe that's part of it you know maybe that's part of leadership you know you you the better people at it are the people that can take those traits and shape it into something that makes sense to the environment that they're working mm-hmm. in so
0: we agree in competence competent competence mm. and confidence if you don't know say you don't know get out there have a crack learn it Surround yourself by people who are really, really good at it. Take feedback. That's all really, really great for for developing your competence. And the confidence, would you agree, comes from that. So when you're looking at becoming more confident, you get small wins. Yeah. What
1: else? else, Uh, And and look, a small win is great. You know, that's part of that um, social persuasion that you're getting small wins. It's better than small defeats, continually. Mm. Death of a thousand cuts or Mm. death of a thousand jujitsu. It's chokes. Chokes. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, but that, that's a good thing. Um, yeah, the small wins are are, are really good mm. from a leadership perspective. You know, I I gave some feedback to my team this week. I didn't throw up before I gave the feedback. They took it for what it was worth. They even thanked me for it. And that's a small win, but that might be a massive win in terms of your journey along what's called the leadership pipeline.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I can get behind the competence, I can get behind the confidence, that makes sense. Mm. Small wins, especially in a domain where you don't have a lot of experience, you're mm. not comfortable, take the journey to test and learn, fail forward yep. fast with small yep. things. Yep. The only thing I'm sort of struggling with, and maybe this is the soft side, this is where Mike starts to you know, fall off the rails a bit, is the being human thing. I think that being human thing is probably one of, I mean, It's maybe it's just me, I don't know, but that sounds like, one of the hardest things it's the softer side of things yeah and it's like more of the
1: so you are agreeing with me completely
0: uh, am i agreeing yeah yeah you're agreeing with yeah me. i'm agreeing yeah. yeah i mean i'm I, I like to i mean i like to go after the heart
1: build him, folks <laughs> 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 yeah um so the, the other thing i suppose where we differ a little bit but we don't is uh reading widely is helpful you know yep. however you do that and there's plenty of uh, periodicals and books but as Mike pointed out they're only they're up to date as the date they're published you know and they're changing all the time and mm. some of it's just pop science which is crap but yep. you'll sift through that and get what what resonates with you and if it resonates with you write about it
0: uh, I'm not I'm not so to read books I mean I've got literally a room of bookshelves they're, they're the, not. Th- those <laughs>
1: magazines that are now banned in <laughs> Australia are not. <laughs>
0: the, look and, and forget about the fact that the books are not on the shelves; they're in boxes. But no, I have a massive library. I, I'm an avid yeah, reader. I,
1: I, I, I again got him, folks. Got him out of your shell.
0: All I'm saying is, not everything comes out of a book. Yeah, have One hundred You got to beat the pavement.
1: So what I do is I try and <laughs> I just try and, and sift through the blizzard. But you know, I've i subscribed to a couple of periodicals. Mm. Um, I'm kind of sick of reading leadership books because it's just the same stuff over and yep. over again. So what I read now is books about humans, you know, book, periodicals about neuroscience, mm. and about that stuff. and yep. I find that interesting. But you and I have probably read 100 leadership books and we go, oh, that's great. Yeah. There's time I'm never going to get back. But mm. there are some great ones out there. And maybe one day we'll start thinking about a, rele- a, re- a, a reading list, a suggested reading list one day. But um, my head hurts yeah, at the moment. <laughs>
0: not not anytime soon. Well, look, I think um, that probably brings us to the end of this because I know it's probably the end of uh, all of the excitement and laughter that I have inside me that I've really been building up for a couple of
1: weeks. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, wild. <laughs>
0: um, can I? Can we play this podcast back with just like the one-liners you launching a one-liner, me laughing, and then no other content in the podcast? Uh, look, <laughs> we we'll probably get an arts uh, grant for that. <laughs>
1: But one thing, though, I, I would be interested in if there's any feedback. So if Mike's mum's listening, that would be really <laughs> good. Um, you know, if you've got a, a good book or a good article mm-hmm. or if you've got um, you know, a TED Talk about leadership that you think would help other people, oh, send it to, geez,
0: to we're going to get trolled. They're going to be like, well, uh, here, here's one that you should read, which clearly you haven't read, and it's already been solved. Um, that's okay. You can troll us. I'm on the trial. Let it <that> be. <laughs> Uh, and again, any trolls, please come down to the gym. I do have mats at my house as well. Happy to roll with you, and we can uh, we can go through some of those feedback. And I'm with. just a
1: big guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I oh, just fell of my All right, out.
0: thanks again for tuning into the Insane Transformation Podcast. Yes.
1: All
0: right, no, so it's Mike and Matt, and uh, thanks again, guys. That was a great session, and we'll see you again next week. Next week.